<laughs> Shall we begin? Welcome to the Happy Monster Cast. I'm your host, Scott Marchand Davis of Happy Monster Press. Let's begin now. This week on the Happy Monster Cast, Elijah Allen and his squad of superhuman rebels attempt to free Paul Revere from house arrest with mixed results. Last week, Sam Adams and the Sons of Liberty received word of a planned raid by British regulars on Salem, Massachusetts, looking for French cannon in the hands of the colonial militia. Adams dispatched Elijah Allen and his squad of superhumans to free Paul Revere, the silver speedster, from house arrest in North Boston. The invisible Artemis Crow and the Wampanoag Ketanoan are scouting Revere's house, and Artemis has gained access to Revere himself, but not without alerting one of the Redcoats guarding the front door. All right, let us recap. You are young superhumans, most or not so young in some cases. In 1775, February in Boston, and Sam Adams has asked you to bust Paul Revere out of his house arrest so that he, the silver speedster, the fastest man alive, can go to the nearby city of Salem to warn the Salem militia of an impending move by the regular British army to confiscate their cannon. And so in the course of scouting out the uh, the situation, uh, Artemis has managed to make his way onto the second floor of Paul Revere's house and encounter Paul Revere. But unfortunately, he made some noise doing so. And a one of the regulars posted at the front door has entered the house and has just come up onto the second floor where the invisible Artemis and the not invisible Revere are there to greet him. That's that's where we're beginning. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, so um, this guy comes up the stairs. Oi, Revere, what should be going on with here? Uh, uh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm not sure what you're referring to. I heard a clatter from up here. Uh, uh, well, I, uh, I must have uh, crashed into my dressing table over there in the course of uh, trying to look out the window. I'm terribly sorry, terribly sorry for disturbing you. There's uh, nothing to see here, nothing at all. All right, let's see. <laughs> let's see how. Let's, let's see how convincing uh, Mr. Revere is here. I want big money. Uh, well, he uh, he doesn't actually. This is an unskilled role for him. <laughs> Ooh. He does not have the performance skill. Oh, but he does oh, very bad. well on his wild die. So he's got a shot nice. here, and the rather suspicious-looking regular sort of looks at him for a minute. He says, "All right, then, you keep your head, keep your head down and stay quiet, though." And he heads back down to the street. Okay, oh, lucky you, <laughs> lucky, lucky. All right, so I uh, I wait for a minute, make sure the guy is uh, is totally completely gone, and then. Still being invisible. Where is Revere right now? Uh, Revere is standing next to a chest in his room. He looks a little shaken. All right. Well, I, 
stealthily go over to his desk. I pick up the quill that he was writing with, and the margin of the paper that he was writing on, I write, night, be ready. Okay. He, uh, he sees you, he sees the, the, the pen disappear, and then the words appear on the paper. And uh, he sort of looks in that general direction, although not directly at you, and nods. Okay. So now the, the window is open because uh, I left it open when I came in. Yes. And there's a dressing table right in front of it. Yes. There are other windows. Okay. One of them um, a little bit more accessible. Well, there is a, there's, an, there's another window that is in the front towards the stairs that's more accessible. And there's also a window looking out over the backyard. At least that's what you presume it's looking out over. I see if the backyard is guarded the same way that the front yard is. Uh, you peer out the window and you do, in fact, see that there are two more of the British regulars stationed by the back door. Is the front door of the house open or closed? Did I hear them close the door when, when he left? Uh, make a notice roll. Yes, you heard him close the door. And uh, you, you also, with a 10, heard him, slam, uh, heard him slide the bolt home on the door. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to go yeah, go as quickly as, as I can, the window out the back that looks out onto the backyard. And I'm going to slip out that window and uh, make my escape. Okay, so just so you know, there's a fenced yard. So you're going to have to go over a fence in addition to climbing ah. down from the second floor if you go out that way. Okay, well, in, in that case, I'm probably better off going back out the front window I can just be along the, the second story and go drop down to the street and go that way. All right. So I'm going to need a stealth and an athletics roll for you for, for that effort. Okay. There's stealth. Yeah, baby. Wow. Here. Here's athletics. Okay. So it's not that easy to climb back down, but you manage it. Um, and that's in part because you're being extremely careful about making noise. So that 14 stealth. Uh, and the four athletics are good enough to get you down to the street. And the uh, the regulars do not notice you. So you're now uh, back on the street uh, near near the oh, uh, the alleyway between two houses. Okay. Well, I make my way back to where um, everybody else is, back to the the house nearby in this part of town where we were rendezvousing, where we were meeting up or reconnoitering. Yep. I give my report. Okay. So. You and Pet Noet return back to Sam Adams' house on Beacon Hill, and uh, you report what the situation is. So, what is your plan for for tonight? Obviously, based on what you said, you're going to go get him this evening. But what's the plan? Well, if I could suggest something, uh, a simple distraction, diversion, you know, down in the street while I and maybe somebody else slip upstairs, open the windows, and um, you know. Let him out. Give him, give him a rope so he can make his way down, and uh, let him use his natural abilities to make his escape. Okay. All right. So, how's this going to work? I'll be part of the distraction team. I don't do stealthy. It's not my forte either. But <laughs> I can make things go boom. I really don't do stealthy. <laughs> so, so I'm, so I'm figuring if you guys want to sort of launch an attack, and then once the attack is really well going, just you know fail away, you know, fall back a little bit. I will be up there waiting at the moment. I'll stealthily make my way up, so I'll be in position before you launch the attack, and um, uh, then I'll be able to 
know, open the windows and and bring the rope that I have with you know into his window, and then he can make his way down the rope and uh, that way. There is a nearby garrison, so there's going to be a limited amount of time before you have a whole lot more of the 29th foot on your tail. Is there anything we could do to slow them down, like a burning hay wagon or something, to block the street to keep them from showing up? Keg of powder, that sort of thing. Uh, powder is not the easiest thing to come by, but a burning hay wagon is, is not a problem. Hmm. How many are there, how many people are in? How big is the garrison? Uh, it's two companies of the 18 foot. So you have uh, a total of a, you know somewhere between 150 and 200 red coats. Wow. They probably wouldn't all respond, depending on what the what the issue was, though. Mm-hmm. So how do we stir the hornet's nest far enough away from them that enough of them will go that way? Where's the nearest rowdy bar? We might have to, I don't know, bank on getting him out quietly being our main plan and then have a backup distraction in case something does go wrong. Might be too many men for us to take out trying to get him out. Right. Right. Like I said, I can be part of the distraction team if uh, people like come storming that direction. We can try to hold them off for as long as we can. In a non-violent way, of course. Hmm. I'm just trying to think. Is, is, so am I correct in thinking that I'm the only one who's really especially stealthy in the party? You are correct. I don't believe I am this time. Okay. Oh, I am. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go with you. Okay. Yeah, if it looks like you're uh, planning on going by yourself because no one else is uh, sure of themselves, then I would volunteer myself to go with you. What I'm thinking is that if, if two stealthy people, the second story work, get up there with Paul Revere, mm-hmm. then from inside the house, we break out. We you know make our way downstairs because he's not limited up to just up to his rooms upstairs, is he? Uh, he's no, not as near as you can tell. There certainly didn't seem to be uh, anything that was holding him back. Okay. So if, so if we go in with him, and then as part of our kind of um, armed course you know we just open the front door and blast our way out mm-hmm. then we would just be on the run from at least the front door as soon as the door, as soon as the front door opens mm-hmm. you guys launch the, the two-pronged assault distract them so they don't really quite catch on what's going on at the front door just enough to distract them so that as soon as he's out then the two stealthy people can slip away into the night and you guys could just turn tail and, and run. We don't have to win this fight. We just have to get him out of the house. Maybe we can get him out without having to fire a shot, though. Maybe we can uh, pretend like we're escorting someone else out, like bring a bag and put it over his head or something, and then try to talk our way out of the situation from inside. Just as a reminder, um, Sam Adams has a boat waiting for you at one of the piers on the north end. So if you can get to the boat, you've got an escape route. How many people okay. in the house again? As far as you know, and as far as you saw, it's just Revere. At least one guard. Well, there, I think there were two at the front door, two in the backyard. Is that correct? Yes. That might be different at night, or it might not. Okay. If if we go in there with our special abilities blazing, are we officially announcing that there are more players on the board? Yes. Right. Yeah, and we don't. I guess that's true. We don't want to draw attention to the fact that we're superpowered. Sorry, I'll still suggest that we go in uh, and just try to talk our way out. I'm pretty confident that we could do it. 
because my guy is uh, somewhat of a coercive individual as well. I don't know if you took persuasion uh, this time. I, I did. I, I bumped it a little bit. I got a D6 on persuasion. You're thinking we go in stealthy, mm-hmm. revere, go to the front door, and just talk our way out? Maybe we can, I don't know, pretend to be British soldiers or something. And like when we get in, maybe knock one of the guards out and one of us dress like a British soldier and then leave and act like he's our prisoner and you're just uh, helping the escort him or something? Um, do we have access to, to uh, uniforms? Maybe Sam, can, uh, Sam Adams has access to uniforms for us? Uh, he, might, he might be able to put something together in a hurry for you. Okay. So actually, mm-hmm. so if I were wearing the British uniform, mm-hmm. went in invisible, and then made myself visible coming out, mm-hmm. it would look like British soldiers walking out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. So then they wouldn't sense anything. Let's go with that, and then I'll wait outside, and then I'll come in when you come out. Okay. Okay. And actually, if, if he can get two two soldiers' uniforms, as I'm walking out with Revere, you come walking up. Mm-hmm. If, and, and like to meet me as another soldier, say, ah, oh, here you are. Great. You got him. Mm-hmm. Great, terrific. You know, and then yeah. mm-hmm. I'll walk away. Yeah. That sounds solid. We can have the attack thing be staged somewhere close by in case things go wrong at the handoff. Right. So Adams comes in, as I understand you're looking for some British uniforms, some regulars. <laughs> I'll need to know rank and regiment. Uh, what were the ranks of the soldiers guarding? Uh, they were private soldiers. Okay. Um, in that case, I would probably want to, I don't want to be too high up. I would probably want to be like a, um, a lieutenant. In the um, what's the garrison? Uh, the well, there's several regiments garrisoned here, but these are the 18th, the Royal Irish that were guarding the door. Okay, so we would not want to be them because they would know everybody in the 18th. Okay. Uh, uh, Leslie's regiment is the 29th foot. They're also garrisoned in the city. Mm-hmm. That works. Yeah. And then the story could be that there's going to be some kind of a competition, kind of an intercene political thing between who's going to keep charge of this. The 64th foot, excuse me, the 64th foot is, is Leslie's regiment. So you could be, you could have the mm-hmm. mat, he could, pro, he could arrange for uniforms of the 64th as an ensign or a lieutenant. Well, how old are you? How old am I? I am uh, 30-ish. Okay, so yeah, lieutenant same. would be more likely than an ensign. What about, uh, what about Elijah? What, uh, uh, late 30s. What so rank? like 38. Um, rank as high as, I actually, if I'm escorting him, um, I don't know, maybe a private would be, or someone a little bit higher class, I guess. What would be normal for someone to escort someone that's a VIP? You, well, normal would probably be a larger, a larger guard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got an okay. officer, but if you got an officer, uh, most likely you might, maybe a sergeant would make sense. Oh, since I'm not that big or intimidating, how about one of our other big intimidating teammates come with me and they pretend to be the larger guard? And then I'll be. Uh, yeah. The problem is the rest of your teammates are a little implausible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have a Native American, an African American woman, and a mm-hmm. a Caucasian woman, none of whom are likely to be a red coat without some serious disguise work. How um, I'm wondering because we have somebody who can turn invisible. Mm-hmm. If we have two soldiers or two uniforms, would you be able to talk your way in? Put Paul in a uniform to come out and have Invisible Guy come out. Oh yeah, that was a good idea too. A different way. Shell game. Uh, yeah, I, and I'm yeah. and I'm wondering if you're a fast enough talker 
if we could put head dressings on one of the soldiers so that they can't really see his face. Mm. Like my friend Cliff was just in a bar fight. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to see. Okay, so you're saying that you would be one of them uh, that's coming in. You're the Native American, right? So you would be w- coming in with me, and I would be trying to basically say why you wouldn't talk, right? Kind of the situation. I think the idea was that Artemis would go in so that he could then exit invisibly after changing uniform, changing the uniform over to Revere. Oh, okay, I got we, you. All right, yeah, Artemis, yeah. We would, we would uh, reenact the end of Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. no, I, I see what you're saying. Is Revere, Revere and I about the same size, though? You could do it that way, or you could probably, or you could get three uniforms and bring one in that's more Revere size because you're not all that close. You all with the same to me. I think we should just run with it and uh, with that plan. I think that's a good plan. I think we should go with it and see what happens. Okay, so Pet, Pet Noet, Clara, and uh, Victoria are going to hang out a short distance away, ready to do a distraction if needed, mm-hmm. and Artemis. And Elijah, dressed as redcoats, are going to, a sergeant and a uh, lieutenant, are going to stroll up to these two redcoats at the front door. So that's where we're going to pick this, that's where we're picking this up. All right, so as you come, as you come up, uh, I would like a performance roll, which I'm betting you don't have. Performance, not persuasion, but performance. Performance, because you're... You're not trying to talk them into anything. You're just trying to be a convincing uh, red coat officer. Ah, that would be unskilled. Okay, roll it. Uh, okay, okay. That's good. That's pretty bad. Oh well, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna pity that. Try that one more time. Is it the same roll? All right. Lightning struck twice. I'm afraid. Okay, so they, I'm going to make the notice roll for them, but I'm guessing that, I'm betting they'll probably beat that, considering you got a one. Uh, unless they, they might critically fail, you could get lucky. Uh, they're, they're suspicious. They're not, they're, they're kind of looking at you like, this guy doesn't really look much like an officer. I'm going to distract them, and, because uh, I'm there too, right? Yes. I'm going to distract them in conversation. Um, about uh, my rank and esteem. Hold on a second while I kind of flip through my uh, stats real quick to see what I want to try to do. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to try to persuade, though. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so what would I do? Um, D12, right, Scott? Well, there's a... Um, you can roll it. Let's see. I'm just trying to discern yes. my stats. Uh, gonna, it is going to be a D12. Are you trying to persuade both of them? Um, one, and then I'll smooth over the other one if I get the one on my side. Okay. So it's going to be a, uh, a D12 minus one. Okay. I'm just going to roll the 12 straight. Okay. And you also get your wild die. Oh, there we go. Boom, boom. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay. So that's a total of eight. So, uh, you've quite... Uh, so you you come up, you engage this guy with conversation, and he is immediately like you have a hundred percent of his attention. Fantastic. And so yeah, I use his attention to um, smooth us in, essentially, past the other one. Okay, that will work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll okay. say some detail about didn't you get the call ahead that we were coming to transport the prisoner? 
or that we were coming to inspect the prisoner? Uh, no, Sergeant. Uh, and that's what I'll lead in for the other guy to, uh, I don't know, maybe vaguely believe me. <laughs> okay. Uh, it seems to have worked. You get awesome. in the door. And you find Revere is waiting for you on the first floor here. And he recognizes Artemis from when you were temporarily visible earlier. Uh, and hey. he, he, he takes in the, the uniforms. And uh, you have in your pack, Elijah, because as a, as a non-com, you would be wearing a pack. Mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, Revere's uniform packed up. Wonderful. I say quickly, we don't have much time. Get dressed. Okay, so he uh, he quickly changes into the red coat uniform, and uh, he wraps the bandages that uh, Artemis was wearing ar around his head, around his own. Mm -hmm. And so I turn invisible. Okay, and make, uh, uh, make a skill roll because this is definitely a stressful situation. <laughs> okay. All right, that's good enough. You're invisible. Right. Cool. And. Well, I'm you know, moving behind them as they uh, as they go out. Okay. Okay, we would leave post haste. Yep. So you uh, head out, and Artemis is right on your tail. Uh, I'm gonna need a stealth roll from Artemis. Uh, a five from invisibility is good, but you need to getting through the door without them noticing that there's a third person coming through is a little bit tricky. It's All not right. bad. Left to five. Let's see if. Uh, the clueless red coats notice that. Oh, so they do, but only one of them seems to catch on right away. The other one's not really paying attention. So, and he's like, "Boy, Patrick, that didn't that door that door closed by itself." Patrick's like, "What?" <laughs> I would uh, insist that. Um... The wind, the wind surely will do that in this area. It's a very gusty day outside. Didn't you notice? Hi, hi, Liam. It's yeah, it's wind, like he said. <laughs> I can't believe this is working. <laughs> All right, so you get a, a little ways down the street here, and you're getting pretty close to where the rest of the group is, and then a patrol of uh, ten regulars rounds the corner at the other side of the block, and the sergeant looks down there and he sees. The uh, the two of you headed out, and uh, he 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 says, "Privates, who are those lot?" The if we hear that, I say, "Walk faster." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the one Liam says, uh, "Liam says, uh, officer and sergeant to inspect the prisoner." There's no such inspection. <laughs> you there, Alt, Alt, and yeah. recognized. That's it. That's our cue. We'll run. <laughs> okay. That will put you into a chase. Okay. Okay. So uh, you've done that. You've done chases before, but not quite like this because we're going to be using the uh, the new and improved uh, urban chase deck here. Okay. So I'm laying out the a uh, little bit of a chase here, and uh, so the deal with this is your obstacles are a little different. So. Uh, instead of just you know, oh, you get a complication. There's going to be something specific happening here that you that could be good or bad that you might be able to take advantage of, or maybe not so much. Okay. So you've got a little bit of a head start, but not much of one. And on your turn, you can basically do anything you would normally be able to do. 
uh, you know, powers and actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can only do melee attacks if you are on the same card as your opponent. But you can, de- but you can definitely do like shooting attacks and things on cards that are further away, powers and so on. Each card represents about a five inch distance in terms of table inches. So, you know, for example, if you're only one card away, you're definitely going to you're definitely going to be within shooting range and so on. Revere has an advantage here because assuming he is able to activate his super speed, mm-hmm. uh, he will be able to run a whole heck of a lot faster than everybody else. Makes sense. All right, so let's see if, what the initiative order is and if anybody drew clubs, which some people did. Revere, however, gets to go first. So he is going to do two things. The first thing he is going to do is, uh, as a regular action, he is going to activate his speed power, uh, which he fails to do. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I need to rescue you. <laughs> You're the silver I'm, speedster, I'm, not the silver slugster. I'm a stressed out. <laughs> Now's oh, not yeah. the time. Performance anxiety. <laughs> yeah, performance. But he's not. He hasn't stopped running, however. So he does manage to. Uh, he does manage to move ahead a card in the course. Thank of God for that. <laughs> All right. Next up is Artemis. Artemis, you have hit a problem. Uh, specifically in this particular chase. Um, you are as you're running through the streets, uh, you actually uh, duck through a tavern. Uh, and in this tavern, you have a chance to persuade the tavern goers to uh, to slow the, to slow the enemy down. So I need you to make a persuasion roll at minus two. If you're successful, they're gonna slow the red goats down. If you're unsuccessful, you're gonna get tangled up in the crowd. Yeah, okay. Um Am I still invisible at this point? Uh, yes. Uh, well, yeah, I'd say it's still the first round. So yeah, you're still invisible. So I will give you. I won't. I will give you a different option. I'll give you. I'll also let you make a straight athletics roll to just run through the tavern without getting delayed. All right. I will go for the athletics roll. Okay. All right. Luck be with me. Ah, damn it! Yikes. All right. So you get tangled up in the crowd in the tavern. Elijah's up next. Okay. Uh, nothing special for me. I'm just running. Uh, unless you want to shoot at the uh, at the pursuing redcoats or do something else like that. No, nah, I don't want to shoot at them. I'm just going to keep... Okay. Athletics plus two. Okay. I'm going to be keeping up a little bit behind um, uh, Paul, like okay. constantly. Yep. All right. That's, you, are, you, keep, you keep pace with Paul so far. Good. No way. Okay. All right. So you can attack the red coats with ranged weaponry if you want, uh, or you can you and run. You can also attack and then run. You can also just straight up run, which is easier. Uh, those are, or you could use one of your powers if you want. How many red coats? Uh, there are currently uh, ten red coats and a sergeant chasing you. All right. I'm going to straight up run for right now. Okay. Athletics plus two. That's the straight up roll. No plus two. That's good enough for you to keep up with Revere and uh, Elijah. Uh, next up is Virginia. Oh, Victoria. I'm sorry, Victoria. I don't want to keep thinking Virginia. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to run as fast as I can and book it as hard as I can. Okay, athletics plus two. Oh, you actually outrun Revere. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> All right, next up is the Redcoats. 
Uh, they are going to do two things. They are going to shoot at Clara and then run after you into the tavern because they can't see Artemis right now. That will hit my Frodo on the floor of the tavern here. All right. Oh, God. Wow. So that's definitely going to hit. <laughs> and that's going to do some damage. All right. Clara's pretty tough, though. So it's not quite as bad as it looks. Uh, that would, at worst, do one wound. So I'm going to go ahead and spend a penny for her to attempt to soak that. Wow. Wow, she must be really strong. Two pennies. <laughs> yep, that does the trick. Did it graze her arm? I mean, that's painful. Uh, no, it actually bounced off the breastplate that she is wearing under her coat. Oh, wow. it hurts, though. Yeah. Ricocheted off the, uh, the, the body oh, armor. And then the regulars are going, to, are going to give chase, and they are able to move up onto this card with you. Okay, so Clara uh, is going to... She draws her saber, and she slashes at a red coat. Easily hits, and she puts one of them down. Nice. And then she goes ahead and uh, runs ahead. Okay, new round. Ah, Joker. Uh, Pennies for everybody. Nice. Social Benny. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I'm also going to yell while we're running. Uh, go, go. Let's go. Go, go, man. I have and, man, uh, by the way. So anytime you guys follow any of them, well, even slightly it, my direction. It doesn't work yet because it, you need the ed- in another edge before it works on wild cards. Oh, okay. All right. Well, never mind. All right, so on the plus side, everything you do this turn is plus two. Cool. Well, I guess I should shoot since people are already shooting. I wasn't planning on it, but Clara just got hit, so I'll fire back. Am I within range to do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, that will miss. Okay. I'll go ahead and use one of my bennies I just got. Roll it again. That will also miss because you're running. Okay, never mind then. I'll just leave oh, no, it. With a Joker, that hits. Nice. Cool. All right, I just close my page. Hold on a second. That's 2d8 uh, for a musket. Okay, I'm just going to do the attack plus damage. Does that work? Yep. Uh, uh, and uh, Elijah just shot one who collapses to the ground as well. So now there's eight red coats and a sergeant. <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay, Victoria, you're out in front. Question. Yes. Uh, is can I identify the specific red coat that shot at Clara? Yeah, I'm going to use blast, and I'm going to shoot him as hard as I can in a retaliatory f- you fashion. Okay, well, I thought is... we weren't. I thought we were going to blow powers on this okay. one. Well, apparently, uh, Victoria <laughs> made a different choice. Oh, uh, man, now I'm oh. because Clara got shot at, so okay. no holds barred. That hits with a raise, so that's 3d6 damage, uh, not only on that red coat, but on several others as well. I need wow. an athletics roll from Artemis, because you couldn't see where he was. Artemis <laughs> 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 dives out of the way, fortunately. So let's get the 3d6 damage here. Oh my god. Uh, it has his being invisible. <laughs> okay. All right, you blew up about half the red coats. Nice. There's this arcing blob of something that flies kind of over your heads as you're running away. And then there's this massive explosion. And uh, 
now there are only three red coats and a sergeant chasing you. And are they uh, still chasing us after they saw what happened? Yes. And the sergeant wow. yells, "Superhumans!" Oh no! Victoria. run, Victoria. As fast as I can. Athletics, please. All right, you. Man, you're rolling well. All right, you're way out in front here. Only one. Uh, and Clara, uh, you can't. You're not in melee range of the remaining red coats. You are in uh, shooting range, however, if you want to shoot them, or you can just straight up run, or you could use boost trait on yourself or someone else, uh, or some do something else. It's your your call as to how you want to do that. There are three red coats, including the commander. There's left. Three red coats and a sergeant left. I hate to do this, but I feel like I ought to take out the sergeant, and that will prevent any further bloodshed. Probably a good call. Hopefully they'll lose heart. Okay, um, take your shot. Okay. Can I boost my shooting before, or do I just shoot? Uh, you can, but that's that's going to help you more next round than this one, because that becomes a multi-action, so you'll be taking a minus two on both the boost and the shooting. Okay. Oh. Uh, so yeah, I don't think you needed it. <laughs> that's, that's going to hit. Go ahead and give me a two d eight roll for damage. You dropped another one, so I think I believe that will drop the sergeant almost certainly because that's a pretty significant amount of damage. Yeah, with eleven damage, you uh, the sergeant goes down. Now there are three privates chasing you. You can also run if you'd like, so you can make an athletics roll for that. Ah, uh, they know we're superhumans. Do we have to kill them? Yes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, we don't want word getting around of a lot of freelancing superhumans. You don't have to kill them. <laughs> yeah, that's your choice. I don't know if there's any like choice or any option here for the n- people not to know that we were superhumans at this point. It'll probably come out pretty soon anyway. <laughs> what are you worried about, Elijah? You don't have any powers. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I mean, can I do a fighting roll and try to knock them out? Like, they're some stay distance, my ground? They're some distance away from you right now. So your option now is you've taken your shot. The only question now is do you want to try to run away at the, as well? Fine, I'll run. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to Benny that? I stumble. <laughs> Benny. No, because if they catch up to me, I'm I'm going to just knock them out. Hey, Artemis, you are in range for melee and you're invisible. So you have a decent chance of getting the drop on these guys. Okay. So can I um Garak one of them? Uh, you can. Uh, so I need you to make a stealth roll against their notice, but you're going to have a significant bonus because they are you are invisible. Oh my goodness. That's uh, almost certainly going to be good enough unless there's some miraculous roll on their part. Unless they have superhuman sensitivity yeah, sure or notice. So you, have, you have now <laughs> snuck up behind one and looped the garrote around their neck. So now I gotta, oh. I gotta look at how what the rule? What rules I came up with for your garrote? It's a non-standard weapon. Uh, it says grapples on a successful okay, so hit. You've now grappled this guy. Okay. So damage. Uh, here comes. Uh, no damage yet. Uh, you'll have damage next turn as you start to strangle it. Ah. Okay. It's okay. it's a very confusing situation for these guys. Uh, okay. So pet know it. What you know? What is your move? There's. Do you have to go forwards? No. You could go back if you want. I charge the troops. Okay. Sweet. All right. One action and howling to the moon. <laughs> Don't charge the guy that's flailing around clutching at his neck. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, you're gonna uh, you don't have any special ambidexterity edges. So uh, if you're attacking with both axes, that's going to be at some penalty. But if you attack with one axe, um, that's just going to be a straight. You can just do your straight roll from your weapons table. Can I brandish both to be intimidating and then attack with just the right hand? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's do that. There you go. You killed my village! <laughs> Get him. Oh, boy. Maybe a shorter war cry. <laughs> well, he's got a, dis- a fair distance to run first. It's probably fine. Okay. Anybody here watching Kipo? Watching what? Kipo on Netflix. No, I haven't heard of it. Okay, you should find it because it's got a, it's a lot of fun. Okay. One of the characters has a battle cry that's Yum Yum owns you all. <laughs> wow. Fighting roll? Uh, <laughs> go, down, go down to your hand, hand axe roll on your weapon. Yeah. Hand axe. Yeah. Hand axe. Hand axe. All right. I don't mm. believe that's going to hit because these guys have muskets with bayonets on them. And that gives them a pretty decent parry, which, yes, that will not hit. Would you like to bend it? Sure, why not? We went through the trouble of getting those extra ones. I might as well use one. All right. Go for it. Uh, and that's worse. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you, you're, in, you're in melee with these guys now, but you did not hit them. Revere has a complication. So he's run into some scaffolding. So the first thing he's going to have to do is deal with the scaffolding issue. Uh, which he does not manage to do. Dang it. Overspeed to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I were relying on to save the Republic? Come on. <laughs> okay. So he kind of, he's, he's worked on activating his super speed and he crashes into the scaffolding and he takes a level of fatigue. <laughs> we were supposed to be quiet, guys. Quiet. <laughs> okay. So I think we gave up when she summoned the thunder. <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely loud. <laughs> they know we have Jedi now. I'm noting all this <laughs> in the reports. <laughs> we have the kind of Jedi that crash a scaffolding. Okay. Despite this, however, Revere does manage to activate his super speed. Yay! Well, thank God. So he's now going to run uh, pretty darn effectively. So he, he just caught up with Victoria. Almost caught up with Victoria. Hello. All right. The Redcoats have also run into some problems in the tavern. So the explosion of the crowd from the tavern has run out on the street, and they're yelling at them to let them through uh, completely ineffectively. And so they actually cannot act this turn because they're surrounded by this yelling crowd. And that is where we're going to leave it for tonight. Nice. Nice. All right. You can follow Happy Monster Press on Facebook as Happy Monster Press, at our website, happymonsterpress.com, Twitter as happymonsterprs, or follow the podcast on YouTube, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play Music. The Happy Monster Cast is part of the Savage Worlds Media Network. This game references the Savage Worlds game system available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com.
It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings and unique characters, locations, and characters, logos, and trademarks are copyrights of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All other content is the intellectual property of Heavy Monster Press. Background music is Ice Cold by Jason Shaw. Yeah. <laughs>